Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. A huge Happy New Year as we enter 2022. And I'm excited that you're still listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can do a couple of things. First, if you're an Apple user or you use Spotify, you can rate and review the podcast there to get us in front of more people. Also, you can use the support links in the show notes to purchase products, get a discount for yourself, generate some income for the show, or you can join the Patreon. And there's some cool stuff coming with the Patreon I will be announcing very soon. I know I've said it before, but this time it's really happening. So I'm just excited for all that's to come in this year. Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure. And on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I'm happy to have you with us once again on the show. And with me today, I have John. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad we're connecting. I'm excited for people to hear about your journey and your story. So let's not keep them from it, man. Tell us, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I think I have a story like, you know, a lot of people with food. Um, it was what was there for me all of my life. You know, I had parents that uh pretty absent my whole life, and uh, food was there. I could always uh, count on a Monday night pizza with some football, you know, Tuesday night pizza with some basketball, some wings on a Thursday in a baseball game. So I always just knew food was going to be there for me when, you know, no one else would. Which, yeah, which, which, which makes sense, man. Like, how did that, you know, how did, when did you realize, when did you first realize, like, you were getting bigger or you were bigger than other kids? Like, what was that like for you? Well, I was I was a little bit bigger in high school, but I also played sports, so it stayed under control. I would say my first year out of high school, um, I put on weight pretty fast and realized it was it was getting bad, but I, I couldn't stop it. Um, actually, getting a job and having my own money and my own place probably made things worse. Mm. And at that point, do you, were you trying to lose weight? Were you like you said? You know, it was it felt thought of like kind of out of your control. Like, where were you at mentally at that point? I would think about trying to lose weight and maybe go buy all the diet food, and it would go to waste because I'd end up at Taco Bell or Pizza Hut, you know, things like that. I always had the idea, but never really executed on it. Which makes sense. And yeah, do you think it is really? Of course, now now now's when my words aren't working. This rarely happens on the show that I I don't have something to say, but I do. My my brain is just just farting for a second. When when you look at kind of how your life developed, you know, in that relationship with food built, like was it was it more about still using food as kind of like that comfort place as, as you started to become an adult, or was it at that point the habit was there when you look at it? I think still comfort. I was I was a guy with friends, but I really just liked to be alone. And I looked forward to getting off work and, you know, getting a few things from Taco Bell, a few things from McDonald's, going home, watching a movie. That's what I liked to do. It was it was who I was. As and I had friends, I just didn't like to really do anything. So I still say it was a comfort thing. Well, for sure. And what what impact was it having on your life at that point? Like where were, where were you at weight-wise around that time? Did you even uh, know, or was it something you weren't really conscious of? I remember the first time I got, like, above 265, and I told myself, oh, this, this is when it's 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 time to stop. 
Um, and I, you know, could lose 10 to 15 pounds and then I'd be back up to 285 and I'd tell myself, well, I'm okay as long as I stay under 300 pounds. You know, I could lose 10 to 15 pounds again. And I just kept kind of putting the number up there that I'd be okay as long as I stayed under that weight. Which I think is something that a lot of people listening can relate to. That number constantly changes. That I'll never be number. It does. Yeah. And yours conti- obviously continued to change because your your weight continued to go up. Like where where did all of this get you to eventually? Well, I had a scale that topped out at 385, and that scale stopped working. So I never say I weighed above 385, but I never really know past there. When that scale stopped, uh, that scale stopped working. I never got a new one. And what? And obviously, seeing that scale stopping working wasn't the thing that really brought the idea of actually, excuse me, actually making change into your mind. Like, what was it? Was it one event, or was it a series of events? Like, what brought you to a place where you realized, if I don't make change, this is, you know, my life's going nowhere. Well, on top of, I, I work, a, I work a pretty physical job, and that job just became almost impossible to do but the daily tasks tying my shoes i mean going to the bathroom was difficult or i was out of breath i couldn't do the things a normal person was supposed to be able to do and i had to make a decision you know do i want to live this way for a short amount of time or you know chase happiness and i decided at that time i had to make a change and and that's an interesting way to phrase it you know that idea of kind of live that way or chase happiness because of the comfort you had been deriving from food, like realizing that it was going to take you making some actual change, like giving up that comfort to on the hope of something being better. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Because I think that's a, that's a part, you know, that a lot of times we don't talk about because I think anyone hears a person's story and they hear, you know, you talking about watching the, the scale go higher and higher until the scale wasn't working anymore. And you know, a, a lot of people that haven't struggled with those issues will then sit out there saying, well, that was the thing that should have made him change. Like, why why wasn't he changing this behavior? Like, or hearing someone else on the show story, like, why didn't they change their behavior? Why did they let it get to that point? And not realizing how how normal we make all of these things when that's the life that you're living. You know, when when food becomes such that central point of comfort, of a coping mechanism, whatever it's being used for, you know, it's not something that every day you wake up and think, you know, this is strange and this is different and this isn't something I should be doing. No, no, for sure. And, you know, like a lot of times I thought I was happy. You think you're happy, but until a change happens, you don't realize how maybe miserable or depressed and all that stuff you actually were. It takes some perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Which I think, yeah, I, I talk with clients about that a lot. You know, what that the idea of sometimes kind of staying within those habits allows you to, to detach from rational assessment or from actually feeling what's going on and, you know, being present in that whole, you know, in the, in the entirety of your life. It can get, allow you to kind of stay in this place where you're almost numb and that, that feels good enough. Like, it's not like you feel like every day you're missing out on something. It's, this is, this is what it is and this is enough for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I did miss out on a lot of things that my friends got to do, um, like uh, going to Cedar. I remember one time going to Cedar Point when I had gotten so big and I didn't realize it and standing in line and getting all the way up to the front and getting set in the roller coaster and the seatbelt wouldn't snap. That being one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And I could no longer do those things with my friends. You know, my friends wanted to go kayaking. I had to miss out on that or hiking. 
that, that stuff really started to click with me that those might be things I'm interested in doing and I just couldn't. It was physically impossible for me at the weight that I got to. And now, did you ever have a point, you know, where you would think about things like that and, and just think, I would love to be able to do that, but I'm not meant for that, or this is, you know, I'm going to be stuck where I am, so why why even try? Oh, yeah, that, that happened a lot where I, I felt like I was just stuck where I was. I thought I had gotten so big that, you know, realistically getting around 300 pounds would probably be the best I could do, so that I'd probably, you know, ruined a lot of things is what I thought. I never thought it was possible to actually get where I'm at now. But I just wanted to get a little bit better. That, that, that was my goal, just a little bit better. Which makes sense that you start there. When you, when you can't see that possibility, it's like hard to imagine you know, what, could, what could ever come from it. And, but you did eventually start working to make some change. You know, I, I ask every guest to kind of send me like their rundown of, of kind of their autobiography and notes before. You know, and, you, and you mentioned something that I related to a lot, you know, difficulty cleaning yourself. You know, being being something where it's like, okay, you know, this this right now should be something that that is is a red flag to me that change is needed. And you determined, you know, I guess what I'm asking is, did you start out with the intention of knowing how you wanted to make that change? Or was it more you knew you needed to make change and you had to try to find the right tool for yourself? I had no idea. I had no idea how I was going to make the change. I knew that at that point it needed to be done. You know, I spent probably a month like researching what would be the best thing to do. I looked into like being a vegan. I looked into just counting calories. I, I knew I needed to change, but nothing had worked for me. So I, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, just that it needed to be done. So what brought you to a place that you found something that you wanted to actually, you know, give a go? Uh, well, I actually had a, a friend that was pretty significant overweight and he had posted a video of him making a keto coffee. Um, on his Facebook and it seemed pretty interesting and I kind of asked him what keto was you know and I had done the the Atkins thing at some point and all that stuff and it didn't really work for me and he explained to me you know just what keto was and why doing like the higher fat thing might give you the energy and stuff like that so I looked into that and decided that was something to do I liked all the foods on it you know so I gave it a shot and so what happened from there it's the first 30 days I probably lost 30 pounds and uh, I, I was pretty hooked on it it got to a point where I was all my free time I spent researching it podcasts YouTube videos you know learning I'm sure that a lot of people that go down this road do and the whole everything about it fascinated me it sent me on a track where like even in my free time now I do podcasts I, I listen to people talk it's it's kind of turned into what my life is and obviously, you went further than that first 30 days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty hooked. Uh, I started, like, looking into the recipes and stuff like that. And uh, the first 30 days, I kept it kind of simple, you know. And then uh, started trying some fun recipes out and stuff and learning I could do a lot of things with keto. And uh, I think in my first year, I had dropped about 90 pounds. Um, just secretly dieting. I hadn't, you know, gone to the gym or anything yet. I was kind of scared of the gym, didn't know much about lifting and stuff like that and didn't want to embarrass myself in there, but I lost a lot of weight that first year and that's super motivating. Anything else I tried, the weight came off like super slow and I know it's, it's okay to lose weight slow, but when it comes off kind of quick like that, it's really motivating to keep going. 
and you did keep going. And I think it's interesting to talk, you know, to hear you talk about not, you know, being afraid of the gym, because if someone goes and looks at your Instagram right now, you're clearly not afraid of the gym, you know, and even in your, your bio on there, you know, you talk about having a passion for health and fitness. Like when did it go from just about kind of changing what you're eating to you actually started exercising and started getting into the gym and like, how did that develop for you? Okay. So I, I, I started getting like less scared to post pictures and stuff after I started losing weight. But what I noticed is even though I had lost weight, I didn't, I, I didn't look healthy. I had that, like that skinny fat thing going on. And, uh, so I started looking up some stuff and then I actually found a, uh, a trainer in my area that was doing this uh, program. Shout out to Shantice. I was called 40 days fit and he was a keto guy. And I mean, he was jacked. He's like six, five, two fifty, shredded, you know? So I figured, you know, if he can look like that and do keto, and he can give me all the principles, why not? So I gave his uh, program a shot. And you know, you got to work out with him two days a week in a class setting, and he set up a program for you and allowed you to use his gym. And um, so that's what I started doing. And I fell in love with the gym at that point. Well, I was gonna ask, like, what was it like, you know, for that love to develop? Like, what was it like when you first went versus, you know, when you really felt it start, your relationship with the gym started to change? Well, I, I kind of, I as being like a guy that played high school sports and stuff like that, I, I like being back in the gym right away, even though we never really learned the principles in high school of lifting proper and stuff like that. But uh, it was like when I could like flex and see my, you know, see the muscles, it was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And I know it sounds a little vain, but that's, that's when I was like, I really love this. Like, I want to keep doing this. When you see your body change in a good way which you know i i I think on some level like you're saying you you chalk part of it up to vanity but that's when that's never been something that you've seen in your life really you know or in your adult life at least like seeing that come back and seeing yourself get stronger you know is is a big part of it you know it's a part of that the same way you talked about you know finding the, the right way of eating for yourself that allows you know to lose the weight that you're looking to lose you know, and the more you lose, the more motivating it can get. So I, I think it makes sense that there's a, a compound effect going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I didn't, I never realized I would, uh, I would work for like what I'm, I'm doing now. I just, I like the energy that the gym gave me. I did like looking better, you know, made me feel better, but then I, you know, started getting some muscles and stuff. And, uh, oddly enough, I, I think I, I heard about you on keto connect. I, were you on keto connect? I was. That might be where I found you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I still I thought that, but then I I really started getting into Mark Bell, like because his transformation and him not being scared to, you know, try new things, and so I really I really remember you being on his podcast, and uh, I thought your story was pretty cool, and you know, Mark being from where he came from, you know, just being a big strong guy to getting jacked and stuff was one of my big motivations too. Which I think is one of the great things about. You know, there, there's there's downsides to social media and the internet, of course, but I think there's a, there's a there's more positive resources out there if you look for them. You know, and being able to connect with people's stories and being able to connect with the experience and the, the what you see people putting out there, and whether it's something that you want to try or something you relate to, you know, it, it's a great way to kind of draw some of that continued inspiration and motivation. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The internet's been good for me. I'll tell you that. For sure. No, it definitely sounds like it. And so where where have you gotten to now? Like, where is your weight at? And what are the things you're focused on now? So my my lowest weight that I got to was actually 
200 pounds. Um, I'm in a spot right now where I'm actually trying to build some muscle. So I'm at like 210 right now. So, you know, I lost 185 pounds, um, though total. And it's been about, I want to say it's between four, four and a half years now, like that. Total. I, I actually chose to start doing keto on Super Bowl Sunday a few years ago. Yeah, that was a strange. That was a strange decision, but I knew once I was all in, I had to not not do it that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So, and so, you, like you said, you're you're building muscle now. Like, where where are you at in your own kind of fitness journey? Like, do you have goals? What are the things that you're working? Uh, on? I actually do. So there is going to be a summer shredding event in 2024, and it's going to be a, a transformation-based um, bodybuilding program that Christian Guzman is going to have in five different cities. Um, Chicago is going to be one of them, and that's relatively close to me. So it's a very big goal, but it's it's what I got my sight set on right now is uh, doing his transformation contest. So uh, got a lot of hard work over the next you know little over a year to get there. No, for sure. Which I've had a lot of guys on the show that have done the the summer shredding events. You know, it, it's a it's a powerful experience for people. It, it, yeah, just coming from where you know we came from, just to step on stage is huge. And that's that's why I'm looking. I don't, it doesn't matter in the end how well I do. Just just stepping on stage is, is a huge accomplishment. No, I think it's a it's it's a powerful goal, man, and and speaks to the physical transformation you're making, you know. And I'd like to I'd like us to talk a bit about kind of the transformation on the mental side. Like you shared, you know, a lot of what you went through in terms of food being a comfort a source of comfort for you and really kind of building those habits and developing that. Like what how has your relationship with food changed now? And what are the things that give you comfort in your life today? So my, my, I think my relationship with food is, is pretty good right now. I'm not scared of foods. Um, I, you know, I'm eat, I eat when I'm hungry. I don't do too much. But as far as on the mental side, for me, uh, I'm, I'm a way more confident person. I, I'm, I'm very active and I like to, uh, you know, help people out and, and, and give them advice. And I'm just not the guy that pretends to be happy anymore and, and try to be funny to compensate for things. I have so much energy. Um, I'm outgoing. You know, I have a fiance now. You know, where where before I was pretty much scared of women. Let's I'll put it that way. You know, scared of rejection and things like that. And uh, so the confidence that I've gotten from all this is is the biggest part for sure. And what do you think? Really, what was it? The physical changes that brought in that confidence, or was it the accomplishment? You know, seeing what you you were capable of. I don't think it was the physical change. I think I think I was always kind of scared to be myself. And just the, the change that allowed me to be who I am is what I think has made things better for me and, and around people. I don't think the physical change has much to do with like me thinking people like me more and stuff like that. I think I was scared to be myself and was very not outgoing, very shy. You know, so I I don't think the physical change is actually much to do with it at all. If I'm being honest, I think that's just a nice plus. Right. And so, what did you learn about yourself as you went through all of this? Uh, that I actually, you know, have value and I, I can provide something to the world, which I I never thought about myself at all. I just thought I was just some guy that was just here and going to live in his own world and and do his own thing, and uh, it's just not true. 
which I think is a big lesson that a lot of people go through. You know, I because I, one of the things that I hear a lot from people is this idea that they want to make change, but they don't know if they're worth the effort it's going to take to make that change. Oh, you know, that, be, that says it perfectly. Yeah, like being in that place where you don't, you know, having to work on the value you have, you know, seeing value in yourself because other people can see that value in you and can probably even, you know, I've, I've talked to people who, you know, everyone in their life is telling them that they value them, but they're not believing it because they don't believe it in themselves. You know, so making that shift to believe in your own value is powerful. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, it's hard to, and it's hard, you know, to see value in yourself when you don't feel like you're actually providing anything to the world. What do you think it was that helped you be able to do that? Uh, for me, it was when, you know, I had lost a certain amount of weight and and then I was able to help other people and, and, and help them see the value in themselves and, you know, just like relate to them and, and tell them it's going to be okay that they can do it to be positive that anything's possible and and them taking my, my words of advice and, and using it to actually change their lives too. I mean, that proves the value, right? When you can help somebody else. I really don't think there's anything more valuable than being able to help another person. Well, it's kind of, and it is always kind of amazing, that, that idea that we sometimes have to get outside of ourselves, you know, and it's what we're doing with other people sometimes that helps us define what we've been looking for inside of ourselves the whole time. Yeah, nothing makes me happier than being able to help somebody else. You know, none of my goals have quite brought me the same joy as, as seeing somebody else be successful and then saying, thank you. You know, I don't know if I would have been able to do this without seeing you do it or without you telling me it was possible. And those are words that help keep you going too. Yeah. And what is that? What does that look like in your life? Like how did that, you know, was it people reaching out to you on the internet or was it one-on-one? Like where, where did that come from? You know, when did you start to be able to, to find that experience? It was definitely on the internet because I was like, uh, I would say I was one of those guys, you know, that had a lot of online friends, you know, being bigger, I didn't leave my house very much. So just about all my relationships were online at one point. So it was a lot of online stuff and it's slowly got more to in person and stuff like that in the gym where, you know, younger kids will come to me and ask me for some advice, but it was definitely an online presence for, for most of it. And is that, I mean, just, you know, personal curiosity is, is that something that you would like to you know kind of turn into something that you're actually doing as a mission like you know as as work uh, like where where's that at I, for you? I I actually am uh becoming a certified trainer right now through ISSA and a nutritionist yeah so it's uh the online thing is is what I want to do I feel like I have a bigger reach that way I can help more people that way than one-on-one -on -one. so it's yeah it's actually where I'm looking at taking my career and my future here soon. That's awesome. And so how did you, how did you kind of pick a direction to do that? Like in terms of the programs you're in, just because I, I think sometimes other people think about it. So I think it's interesting to hear the direction that people who are actually doing it are taking. Well, I wanted to, nutrition is actually still my biggest passion, even over the, the gym side of it. So as I was looking at it, I wanted to be, I wanted to just do nutrition, but um, having doing the personal training thing, so many people think I th that it's what you do in the gym necessarily over what you eat. So I think having both is just a, a easier way for me to tell them, 
you know, what my experiences are and, and how much it can be done in the kitchen as well. If they see that I am a trainer too. I mean, I think most people don't understand the value of nutrition when it comes to being in shape and being healthy and having energy. I think a lot of them think it happens in the gym. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big misconception. No, so there's definitely a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of work there for you to do to help change those perceptions, I think. For sure. And one of the things, John, that people might not know is like you, you reached out to me and said you wanted to come on the show. Well, to be specific, you, you mentioned it in a comment on Instagram and, you know, we connected from there. And so what I'm just curious about is like, what was stirring inside you, you know, that the message you want to make sure that people who are listening to you on the show, the things that they need to hear. Well, I definitely want people to know that no matter where they came from, no matter where they're starting from, you know, there is, there's, there's hope there's, we, we can do anything. We are powerful beyond measure. That's what I like to say. That's like my favorite quote. And it, it doesn't matter where you're at right now. It, you know, we have goals and, and I believe anybody can achieve their goals. And, uh, you know, like I, I think my story, like from my childhood is a little different. I like, you know, I had, I guess I can just say it. Like I had parents that were uh, drug addicts and that's the reason that I was uh, by myself most of the time. They both uh, passed away of drug overdoses when I was younger. Um, so I was left with a um, 10 year old brother when I was just barely becoming an adult. So I had, you know, that to deal with. And I just think that people can overcome anything. And that's really the message I want to get out there is that, that we were really capable. Which is, is a powerful message if people will hear it, you know, and I, I appreciate you, you know, diving into some of those experiences that you had and where you came from, because I think, you know, and it also speaks to, you know, how a lot of these challenges developed for you, you know, and then you found your way out of them. Like there's, there's a, a message there of overcoming, which I, I think is important for people to hear. Like if you were talking directly to someone who's listening today, who doesn't feel like it's possible for them, you know, kind of they're sitting in that place and they see your story and they think, you know, it's great that he was able to do that, but that's not possible for me. What would you say to that person? I would say it's definitely possible. And uh, you'll never know if it is if you don't take the first step, though. Um, but there's so many stories of inspiration. Like you said, the, the Internet is a great thing. It can be a great thing. And it, it's actually shown just how many people have overcome so many different things. I'm sure you can find somebody that's, that's dealt with things that are similar to you. And what I love about this community more than anything is actually everybody is, is very open and will talk to you and give you advice. So if you see somebody that's gone through something similar to you, if you reach out, there's a very good chance they will help you. They will give you advice. They will talk to you about any problems you're having. Like even you, you know, you've talked to me. I reach out to you. And that's just the way this community is. And that's actually what I love about it the most, that we're here for each other. Mm -hmm. And if someone listening does want to connect with you, man, and, and be able to kind of have a conversation, where is the best place for them to find you? Uh, I would say probably my Instagram, which uh, it would be John Turner Fitness Evolution on Instagram would be the best place to find me. You know, I'm not I don't have a real big social media presence. I never I never knew that I wanted it till recently. So but you can find me there. Oh, for sure. And I'll make sure to put links to your Instagram in the show notes for the episode today. Yeah, anybody wants to reach out, you know, talk about anything, um, I'm always here. So, John, from 
north of 385 to where you're at today, you know, you've, you've shared your experiences and kind of like what, what happened to make, what happened to allow you to make change in your life? You know, the powerful things that you discovered. And, you know, I love hearing a, a you know, someone who's passionate about keto, uh, talk about it. Like if someone out there, because I think sometimes, you know, I, I have people on this show that have used all the different tools, you know, to achieve their goals, you know, so of course, for me, it's, it's always fun to talk to someone who's used something similar to what I've done. If someone out there listening is curious about keto, like where would you direct them or what would be your advice to them if they were getting started? I would say first, uh, when you do it, keep it simple. It, it, it's, it doesn't have to be complicated. Give it 30 days, you know, um, just it, it, you can just do things like lower your carbs. You don't have to get real crazy with it. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Just eat the foods, keep your carbs low, do, do the simple things, eat your meats, your veggies, your berries. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. And that's that's where the Internet can be bad. I think sometimes it's gotten so crazy that people think it's complicated to do keto now. And it's really not. It, it's really the simplest thing you can do, I think. Well, you're breaking things down to base ingredients, you know, and looking at things, no pun intended, you know, from a, from a macroscopic perspective. Like, I, I, I do think you're right. I think it's easy to get kind of wrapped up in the keto space on the internet and seeing people, you know, making these fancy desserts and dishes and everything is very, you know, the mo a 15-step recipe and things along those lines. Whereas at the end of the day, most of us benefit if we just start kind of breaking our foods down more simply, you know, eating things where you can identify by looking at it what it is. And, you know, starting there can be really powerful. It was. And uh, so I tried everything. So my thought was nothing else would work. Why not give it a shot? What do I have to lose? And, and I just, it's that simple. What do you have to lose? You, you'll feel better. The, you know, what I, what I say, and I think what a lot of people say is doing keto, all the benefits have nothing to do with weight loss. That's just a nice side effect. The, the energy and uh, the clarity and all that stuff, that's really what keto is about. You just get to lose weight too. No, I think that's a great way to put it. John, is there, before I get into wrapping up today, is there anything else you want to make sure people hear? Man, just, just believe in yourself. I, I'm telling you, just, just start somewhere. We all have to start somewhere. Um, don't worry about doing it all at once. It, it's a process. You know, you're not going to lose the weight overnight. We didn't gain it overnight. Just, uh, just stay consistent. Stay dedicated to what you're doing. Consistency is more important than anything. Then that's what I believe. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, man. So, John, I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Let's do it. Okay, so question number one, John, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Ooh, uh, Chris Farley. There we go. You're, you're joining the legions that have given that answer to that question, so you're in good company, man. Question number two, John, what is one lesson that being a fat guy taught you? Hmm. Um, that, uh, this is gonna sound crazy, but, um, I guess being able to like tie your shoes is a, is a good thing. Not having to wear slip on shoes anymore. I get to have stylish, I get to have stylish shoes. There you go. I think that's the first time I've ever gotten that answer. So you're holding that one down yourself, man. Good job. Question number three, John. If someone out there has decided today is the day they're going to get started, if it's their Super Bowl Sunday, 
what is one concrete thing they can do today to get their journey going? Mm, just, uh, you just make the change. I mean, that's just sort of this. You just decide you're going to do it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a mindset. Yeah. So flip that. Just decide that you're getting going. There you go, man. Question number four, John, what's one thing about yourself that you love? Um, I would say my friendships with people, how tight they are, the bonds I have. Nice. And last question for you today, man. Tell us, John, what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? I, hmm, that's a good one. Well, well, I have a goal this weekend that I'm actually going to attempt to do. So I was to go with that. I'm going to uh, walk the Mackinac Bridge on Monday. It's a five-mile bridge. So that's it's a bucket list thing that I've been wanting to do, and I get nice. to knock it off this weekend. Nice. Well, I, I, I have no doubts hearing, hearing your experience, man, that you're going to be able to conquer that. So I hope that goes really well for you. I appreciate it. Definitely. And John, a big thank you for coming on the show today, sharing your experience and, and giving people that, that dose of motivation, you know, that, that you have to share with them. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. I love sharing my story. Hope it can help at least one person. Definitely, man. And if anyone out there listening, like I said, if you want to connect with John, his information will be in the show notes today. You can, of course, connect with me on Instagram as well at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can connect with me on Twitter at the same. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. All of that good stuff. That's all going to be in the show notes. You all know where it's going to be. And then after you connect with John, be sure to go on out there today and do something to amaze yourselves because you, my friends, are my are the most amazing people that I know. Then come on back and catch us here next time on the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.